Hey, Ethan, we're okay. What the hell are you? Oh, hi, I'm Mr. DNA. Yeah, but also, what are you? Oh, I'm an animated version of DNA and RNA. Just a floating couple of colored balls over the keyboard. All right. That's right. Normal day at Bad Science. Hey, uh, Mr. DNA. Yes? Have you seen Ethan, the host? Oh, Ethan, I'm made of his blood. Did you know a hundred million years ago, there were mosquitoes just like today? Can we pause for just a moment? You're made of Ethan's blood? That's right. Uh, does Ethan know about this? Does Ethan have, I have his a blood? Bunch, I, no, I have most of his blood in vials back at a lab that I keep ice cold. Now, when a mosquito lands on a tree, Hold on, sometimes it'll seem... get stuck in the sap. I, I, I'm glad that we're preserving Ethan, but also, doesn't Ethan need that blood? Is Ethan in trouble? Do I need to call There's somebody? There's no time. we got to start the show, and today it's about dinosaurs. That, but Ethan's the host of the show. We can't do the show without Ethan. Well, not anymore. Today, it's my podcast, Bad Science with Mr. DNA. I come from your blood. Has anybody seen Brett? Somebody get Brett! Bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science. Or will we have to fight? Bad, 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 bad science. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bad Science. Today we are talking about Jurassic Park with uh, two of my favorite people in the world, and I've just met one of them. So I'm really uh, just, I'm, I'm, I'm setting the bar really high, okay? Very early. So deal with that. Uh, we have from HQ Scott Rogowski here. Yeah, hi. How's it going, Scott? Great. Haven't seen you in a little bit, but you are coming in basically from the beach, it looks like. Hey, I'm having a weekend at Bernie's in L.A. <laughs> uh, you guys can't Hawaiian see shirt. it. Yeah, he's, got, he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. There's flowers on it. It kind of looks like something out of Jurassic Park. Pina colada say. in one hand. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of plant, a lot of flora. A lot of flora, a lot of uh, uh, paleobotany. Ah, well, that segues perfectly into our other guest, who is Ooh. paleontologist, Alyssa Bell. Hello. How's it going, Alyssa? Fabulous. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm very excited about this. I... I have always loved this film, and I somehow thought by rewatching it, it's not going to be as good. You know, it's, I'm not going to remember, like, the dinosaurs won't look good. The sound is probably, I'm going I'm to pick it apart for some reason. Not at all what happened. Love the movie still. Think it's one of the best. How do you guys feel? Fans of Jurassic Park? Oh, absolutely. It is one of my favorite movies. It holds up so well, even after 25 years. Yeah. Is it safe to say it's the thing that inspired you to become a paleontologist? Mm -hmm. No, no. I was already one of those dinosaur-obsessed 10-year-olds yeah. when that movie came out. Well, so was I. I mean, I think, what, what is it about dinosaurs? Maybe this is a bit of a digression. I'm, I'll Please. say f straight out that, yes, I, I, was, I saw this in theaters as a kid, mm -hmm. loved it as a kid, watched it for the first time again this past week. I probably hadn't seen it in 25 years. Wow. And so many of the things uh, in the movie that I, I completely forgot about. Yeah. From the opening scene. Oh, my God. Same. To, like, I was like, what? This was in it? That this happened? It starts so it's scary. So, yeah. It's so it scary. Oh, it's terrifying. And it's so violent. And like three yeah. people get eaten. Yeah. Death. Right away. By the way, I had a quick uh, uh, annoying thing about that. But, you know, I don't know if we want to already just start picking apart Jurassic Park. Well, I, wanna, I complimented it so I, I want to talk about the fact that what is it about dinosaurs uh, that's that so sparked the imagination of every child. And it really is like every child has, pl I had plastic dinosaurs. Same. The mm -hmm. ones that you put in yeah. the bathtub, they expand. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I was obsessed with Triceratops, Stegosaurus. I can rattle off every genus of dinosaur, mm. uh, but not, you know, contemporary animals. And, and, and <laughs> Right, you don't care about that. Certainly not math or anything in school that was worth studying. So what, what, what do you think it is? That's a really good question. It's It's so universal, too. It's not tied to a specific culture or a specific, you know, upbringing. Um, I think it's their size. Yeah. For me, I think it's just these ginormous, incredibly different animals that 
we don't see anything except their bones. And the idea that like they they're almost like aliens because they they don't you know did they exist? Well, we have this fossil record, but. Right. You know, many right. people will say that what the evolutionist, you know, the, the, there's a lot of competing schools of thought from the Bible Belt on that. Sure. But, but, but no, I mean, they, they, they clearly existed millions, hundreds of millions of years ago. Just those numbers, you can't even fathom It's them. mind-blowing. It's yeah. mind-blowing. Yeah. Was it such an obsession before films and, you know, dinosaur, you know, did that create, you think, like a bunch of people obsessed no, with dinosaurs? No, it was an obsession all? going back to, you know, the the... the middle 1800s when people first started finding or when western science first started recognizing these things Um, it's like the world fair they would look exactly yeah yeah, you know these reconstructions of them that I mean we look at those reconstructions now and they seem comical you know they're huge and dopey and slow Mm -hmm. Um, but for back then that was cutting edge science Yeah. Um, so I think they've always sort of captured our imagination but it's fairly recent you're right because we didn't I guess Western science didn't start discovering fossils until, yeah, the mid-1800s, and then there was all the craze around it. But mm-hmm. but for all those years before, the centuries before, no one had any idea that's, dinosaurs existed. That's not existed. true, actually. Or, so other cultures do. There There is some archaeological evidence that there are other cultures that recognized that these bones were something special, at least. Um, there's an interesting project a friend of mine worked on in um, uh, the American Southwest where they found um, an old... Um, archaeological site that had a footprint in sandstone of a dinosaur that had been put into the structure. Whoa. So they had actually, you know, used it in their, in the sort of a, a focal point, if I remember right, of their home. Native American well, tribes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Which is incredible. So yeah. we are, I think there's a, uh, sometimes a chance to get sort of Western focused. Yes, sure. And in modern science, we do have a very specific idea of, of our, you know, understanding of dinosaurs, but other cultures have interacted with fossils as well. Mm-hmm. We just may not know the extent of that interaction. Well, I got to say, quick shout out to probably the reason for me, at least, I mean, I was, you know, like five years old when this thing came out and definitely made me obsessed with dinosaurs, Michael Crichton. Got to give it up yes. to Crichton. Yes. And we were talking a little bit before this about how, you know, he's made all these great books and then he made also books on diff- under a different pen name because he's actually a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you want to, you know. He's he's really exceptional um, science fiction writer in so many ways. And people tend to focus on the things he's most famous for, mm-hmm. like Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, um, ER, things like that. But uh, even even sort of cheesy movies like Congo. Congo. Yeah. They're smart. They're too damn smart. <laughs> exactly. Um, the book is actually really incredible. Um, Andromeda Strain. Um, yeah. Terminal Man. He wrote so many amazing books. Many of them aren't even that long. Yeah. Um, that and people, I don't think, are as aware as they should be. Did he do Westworld too? Like he, the book that, that Westworld's based on now? Whoa. It wasn't a book, but it, I think he was involved with the... Original... Westworld? In some way. I've, okay. I've heard that, Probably. but I don't, I don't know the details. Makes sense. Yeah. Probably had his hand Similar in everything. kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> know, right? Directing movies and did like Twister. He's the man behind Twister. the curtain. Yeah. He's probably done a bunch of things we're not even aware of right, right now. Right, You know, he made Office Space, we learned later. <laughs> um, okay. So I do want to start breaking this down. And of course, as always, I got to say, the movie's great. I'm not trying to complain here, but... There were some things that I thought were pretty silly, um, and some of them happened in huge scenes. So, like in that first scene we were talking about, where again, this is, it starts off almost horror movie esque, yeah. yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And they're they're feeding or, or or moving, I think, right, transporting a velociraptor yeah. into like so he's opening a gate and then he's letting them into a different, but somehow it gets 
yeah. <laughs> goes wrong, and a guy is getting eaten, and he's like kind of slowly getting eaten, like he, like it eats maybe just his feet first, and they're trying to like pull him out. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And he finally yells, "Shoot her!" Like a minute or so into this guy getting eaten, right? But I mean. Shoot her instantaneously. And then they light that thing up. Like, they are shooting her from all directions. (laughs) Yeah, the shocking her. And she is okay. Yeah, and she's fine, right. She's fine, no big deal. Impenetrable skin or something? Yeah, pretty much. And why are they doing that in the middle of the night on a rainstorm? Oh, my God, great point. Like, (laughs) is this like a time-sensitive thing? Like, couldn't they do that? During the day. No, like, let's get this together. Okay, so that was weird. Then we go from there to the Badlands, which is in Mm -hmm. Montana. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Okay, so I do want to ask you about, like, legit digs that happen in the Badlands because they made a point to say, like, this is where stuff goes down. Mm-hmm. discoveries of you know so of note um but i did think it was really just very rude of one of our heroes dr grant to destroy that kid the kid asks a question of like yeah. you know saying like oh the dinosaur's not that bad and he's like oh really and then his partner <laughs> uh dr what's her name sattler sattler <laughs> you can actually hear her go oh here we go like he's doing this <laughs> yeah. all the time yeah <laughs> And just, I don't know, really scares this kid and takes out a fake claw of, you know, or or a a fossil of a claw, raptor claw, and is like, kind of, it's, I don't know, it's very violent. It's a very violent imagery for a child that's probably, you know, where's that kid today, I wonder? I mean, probably in an insane asylum. Yep, that's what I was going to say, probably. He clearly doesn't love dinosaurs anymore. No, no. Yeah, it just freaked him out. Feeling phantom pains where his torso's being ripped open, his entrails are spilling out. (laughs) I believe that was, like, the line he used. (laughs) His night scares. Um, He was a bedwetter, for sure. (laughs) Before we keep going into it, I do have a few games I want to try. And so I have one that uh, I'm calling Guessasaurus This. And so I have some sound effects. <laughs> You're looking at me like that was a terrible name, but I'm quite proud of it. So Guessasaurus. <laughs> Guessasaurus This. Guessasaurus This. So basically, we're going we're gonna to show you a few, well, show you. We're, you're going to hear uh, a few sound effects from some of these dinosaurs, and we have to guess which dinosaur it is from the film. Okay, so these are the sounds from the film. Sounds from the film. Okay. Cut straight oh, from the boy. film. Okay. And Brad, make sure when you play it, they can't see the uh, the audio file. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want any cheating going Diplo. down. Okay. That was the Tyrannosaur. I think she's correct. I'm going to agree, Scott. Um... Yeah. Okay. And from now on, from now on, yeah, paleontologist <laughs> goes last. Okay. Sorry. Okay. From now on, we're having Scott go first, <laughs> as if she's heard the actual sound of a tyrannosaurus. <laughs> I don't know why she would have an advantage, honestly. But Did you I find just... like an MP3 somewhere when you're digging. Did you get like, oh my god, we got a yeah. final. We got some. We, we, no, we're not allowed to talk about that. Oh yeah. We don't. We don't. We don't share that information with y'all. You got a Diplodocus on eight track. <laughs> not saying no. <laughs> not saying no. All right. Let's hear the next one. <laughs> That's the one that killed Newman. That's correct. Absolutely. Wayne Knight. That's the Dilophosaurus. Oh, I wanted him to guess it, what it was called. He did. He got it. Well, he got it, but he didn't know the name oh. of the dinosaur. The fringe lizard. Oh, wow, you're really demanding. <laughs> yeah, I am. You did a great impersonation there that. physically. That was good, of the- yeah. <laughs> we, and there are lizards today that still do that. Yeah, he didn't do that. It didn't or do she didn't do that. She didn't do that? That's what do you mean? Thing. The dinosaur? That Dilophosaurus is completely wrong. Oh, oh, that's, oh, that's a wrong thing. That's completely that, that, that's wrong. That's bad science. Oh. That's probably the most wrong dinosaur in the movie, really? in my wow. opinion. Yeah. So wait, what is that? Dilophosaurus? Dilophosaurus. Dilophosaurus. They got that one wrong. Fail. Yeah. Okay, so good to know. Wait, is it just that thing that's different, or did it not spit acid or whatever? Uh, so there's absolutely no evidence that it spit anything um, <laughs> that's made up for they the movie. made that up? Um, so I'm not saying it didn't. Okay. We don't have any evidence that it didn't necessarily, but that's the kind of thing that doesn't really fossilize. 
Right. So all we have to go oh, okay. on in most cases are the bones. Hmm. Things like that. Maybe you could get away with with creating some sort of interesting behavior in a, you know imagining these dinosaurs. Right. Um, the frill. There's no. It didn't have a frill. We didn't know have a frill. There for was sure. no frill. For sure. Could have spit. Could have maybe maybe we don't we don't know if it did or not. Okay. Um, probably didn't just because that seems a little extreme. But who knows? But at the very least, bad breath. Yeah. Also, they were big. How they, big? They were big. So they were about twenty feet long. Whoa. Um, yeah. Yeah, most of the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, people generally think about them as upsizing them, like the Velociraptors are way bigger than they should be. Oh. Um, but the Dilophosaurus, they actually downsized. Whoa. Yeah, so that's, in, in my opinion, that was the one that bothered me the most. Why would um, they do something like that? Because then it would fit in a Jeep. Oh, okay. I'll give you that. That's my But opinion. it would have looked cool in a truck. A yeah. 20-footer. A it's a, there's something scarier about a small thing because it kind of comes across like this cute little thing. It's like, it's, I think it's that's like making these little yeah. kitten noises. But aren't there? And he tries small, to play fetch with it. Yeah, aren't there all small dinosaurs oh, that were dangerous? Velociraptor. How small is a Velociraptor? Um, so it'd be like medium dog sized. Whoa, way smaller. They Very vicious. small. But they really, they really were, yeah. changed. They really changed. I feel robbed. Well, there are drome- so Velociraptor is a member of a larger group of dinosaurs called dromaeosaurs. Okay. There are members of dromaeosaurs that were very large. So the largest, um, one of the largest, is Utah Raptor. Utah Raptor. The interesting thing is Utah Raptor was actually published the same year Jurassic Park came out in 1993. So they, they didn't know about it. So didn't know about it um i mean still even if it was out i feel like velociraptor is such a scarier name right right yeah utah raptor well okay utah raptor sounds like exactly sounds like like the jazz gonna go hurt some some cows the utah raptors would be a much better basketball team that's right keith van horn at least should take that as a nickname hey (laughs) that would have been a good the utah raptor um okay let's hear the next one okay that was jeff goldblum yawning (laughs) <laughs> nope, incorrect. <laughs> Any guesses? Or you, you're just, you know, and you're waiting. Brontosaurus. Okay. Alyssa? I don't think Brontosaurus was in the movie. Oh, yeah. No, those, I don't think so those either. Were those, ones those, those were Brachiosaurus. Yes, Brachiosaurus. Brachiosaurus. That's correct. Same diff. Mm. Mm, no. Talking to a paleontologist. <laughs> so, probably not. <laughs> I don't know. Is that the Triceratops? Oh, I, I believe. Don't know. I might. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that that is Dr. S- Grant. Impersonating oh, the Brachiosaurus. Okay, is that correct, right. Brett? It is yeah. correct. So it was a human. Yes, I was close. You were closer. That's true. No, that's yeah, that's good. But it did sound like the sick Triceratops too. It, it, that was my guess. Yeah. Well, maybe we have that on here. I'm not even sure. There's a bunch of these. Go ahead, another one. <laughs> okay, guys. Brachiosaurus. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Brachiosaurus, which I thought was a Brontosaurus. That's correct. Okay. What's the difference? Can you explain the difference to me? So um, it's sort of like the difference between um, Velociraptor and Utah Raptor. So Brachiosaurus Same and Brontosaurus family. are both large. We, we call them sauropod dinosaurs. Sauropods. So they're the big, the big plant herbivore dinosaurs. Right. Um, Brachiosaurs were, um, in general, a little uh, sort of a, a, more of a how to explain this. Um, more of a triangle body shape in that uh-huh. the, the 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 head was incredibly tall and then a very uh, disproportionate uh, forelimbs, much taller than hind limbs, whereas brontosaurus were more sort of a, a elongate, rectangle dinosaur. So they were sexier. That makes you can sense? just say they were sexier. Yeah, that's easier. Sure, to say. that works. Absolutely. They were the sexy ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's hear the next one. sounded like four different ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Were there no pterodactyls in the movie making noises? Now that I think about it. I they weren't they're... in the first Jurassic yeah, Park. No. They weren't. They had, they had some sorts of pterosaurs in the, in the later ones, but not in the first one. <laughs> well, this one must have been, uh, I'm trying to think of the other dinosaurs out there. 
Um, what were those ones that were running in a herd? Uh, Gallimimus. Gallimimus. Well, I guess we'll go with that because I can't think of anyone else. Okay. I'm going to go with Velociraptor. I believe oh, she is correct. Velociraptor. Velociraptor. That's from yes. the kitchen scene, right? Yes, they're communicating oh, to each other. And I have some good info here about how they actually got the sounds. Do you guys know about this? No. So Gary Rydstrom, Gary, would love to have you on the pod. I'm sure you're a listener. <laughs> the sound designer for Jurassic Park uh, used smaller animals and slowed them down. So the Brachiosaurus uh, was a uh, donkey, slowed down. Really? Yep. And the T-Rex was a combination of things. So it was a baby elephant, which is kind of funny and cute to think about. That's adorable. Yeah. And it was also uh, Rydstrom's tiny Jack Russell Terrier, Buster. (laughs) So that's kind of cute. That's amazing. And then the Velociraptor is my favorite one. The Velociraptor barking at each other, which I believe we just heard. Let's hear it again. Yeah, let's hear it again. I'll tell you exactly what it was. Let me see if I can guess. Yep, go ahead. Seals. Okay, not a bad guess. Or, or walruses or something. Okay. I don't know. Maybe some sort of bird? It is a tortoise having sex. Oh, my God. Wow. True fact. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. I'm so, going to have to look that up Gary on YouTube Rydstrom. now. Gary Rydstrom. A freak. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he, like, yeah, he definitely was like, yeah, I got to watch these tortoises have sex for uh, research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, leave me alone. Yeah, let's give me about like, eight hours with these tortoises. <laughs> so sorry, Gary. Still love to have you on the pod, but. Uh... But he's a bestiality freak. <laughs> Questionable wow. practices here, Gary. Okay, this is slander. I take it back. All right, I have a few more of these soft science uh, questions, and then we'll we'll take a break, and then we'll we'll get into some some hardcore stuff here. Not that tortoises having sex is oh, that's, that's pretty, pretty hardcore. hardcore. Not hardcore. That's pretty hardcore. X. <laughs> the kids coming into the movie, Hammond's grandchildren. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness! Random. What about the parents of these kids who are not mentioned at all? No mention. And it's like, you know, maybe they they'd be clued into this that like their kids are just on this freaking Jurassic rock yeah. who gave them permission to go there Zublar. would you allow your kids to go to this par- experimental park that's not open yet right. with let's huge- test it out that doesn't make any sense man and he sends the kids out and he doesn't go yeah. he's like hey what? Well, you know what'll be fun with the tour you guys take care of my grandkids I yeah, love like them so the, much the insurance guy like who is that guy? The guy who <laughs> representing the investors, the, the lawyer. lawyer. Yeah. yeah, that was probably my favorite character. Also, the most realistic scene in the movie, I think, is when he's stumbling over those rocks in the beginning. He like slips. Oh, in the amber mine. Yeah, that's yeah. the most realistic scene. Like he, yeah. I wonder if that was scripted because it's such a great fall. Right. Mm-hmm. He's walking right. on the slippery rocks and those you know Oxford shoes and it's like whoa, whoa. And, and it guy. makes him yeah look out of place even yeah, more. It's You're perfect. right. Great acting. Yeah. That guy's a genius. Who is that? Oh, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know what actor that is. I mean, can we talk about the wardrobe for a minute? Yeah, please. Was that on your list? I mean, obviously you're a fashion I mean, guy, but you, no, you it's got, not on my list. Gary, so you got the Gary Rydstrom uh, <laughs> yeah. deep cut there with the audio guy, but do you know who the wardrobe consultant was? I do not. No idea. Tommy Bahama. <laughs> is that true? No, it must have been. <laughs> this is the khakiest movie of all time. Yeah, it is. That's There's true. There's so much khaki and denim in this film. Well, that's clearly what all paleo... It's our wardrobe. Is that it's what, what we have to wear. That's all you guys wear all the time. Khaki. It's in the book. <laughs> like the manual, out. like the paleo manual, you must wear a khaki. Like Laura Dern's denim. Yeah. It should be called Durnum. Durnum. <laughs> she should have started a company. She, just, she has a brand new like genus of denim here, her yeah. own thing. Yeah. Durnum. Okay, another one is when they see the Triceratops, and it's another one of the, you know, they're playing inspirational music. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're literally crying of joy. It's this a moment. Is, it's a moment. 
And the Triceratops is very sick. Yeah. Yes. It's like, looks like shit. <laughs> it's got like, like fungus or like some sort of something on his mouth. And like, there's just, she has to search in the poop. She also, pulls something out of, out of his, out of her tongue, out of the dinosaur's tongue. Right. She's like, scratching the micro like, vesicles on the licks tongue. It. What's a micro vesicle? In my mind, she like <laughs> scoops the thing on the tongue and goes, mmm, that's good dino. She might as well. She was so happy. She's so into it. I just have never seen anyone so happy next to someone in so much pain. Yeah. And I thought that was really funny. It, it did surprise me when I saw the movie. I was like, but I was very, as a child, I was very upset about this sick dinosaur. It really bothered me. Yes. And so I kind of didn't understand why it didn't bother them. <laughs> and then there's the vet. Who is just standing in the background. Yeah, exactly. Like, legit not involved in this diagnosis at all. That's so true. Dr. Sal is a paleobotanist and a dinosaur vet? Yes. Like, all of a sudden mm-hmm. she knows how to diagnose a sick triceratops? Yes. I mean, more than the actual vet who's been there probably Who, taking care of the dinosaurs. But also, how do the vets know about it? These are animals that never existed before. Maybe Absolutely. Like, and that's, that's one of the biggest problems with the idea of Jurassic Park to yeah. begin with is, how do you even get it to grow up alive? Right. Yeah. That's a big deal. Would we even be able to successfully raise a baby dinosaur, even if we had one? I mean, that's the big question. Hmm. I'm sure you were going to get to later, Ethan, so I'll let you get to it if you want to. But <laughs> How to raise dinosaurs? I mean, could this work? Um, no, I don't have that as a question because I, I thought about it and I just felt like, no. <laughs> Clearly not. This is the example <laughs> of why not. And also, uh, I don't know. We'll get but, into cloning and DNA yeah. and all this kind of stuff. But, yeah, I just felt like it's too dangerous, man. Don't mess with... Uh, <laughs> I mean, who knows? If we had the ability, I'm sure they'd make dinosaurs. If, well, let's remember, if you want a dinosaur, go buy a parrot. Birds are dinosaurs. Birds. Oh, They're right. I am going to ask about so, that. Yeah, I do want to know We don't about have to clone them. They're still here. Bird up. Maybe we could just stop extincting them. <laughs> stop extincting birds, guys, please. This is the last one, guys, I promise. The T-Rex attack. Yeah. The thing comes in, and by the way, this scene is absolutely phenomenal. It's phenomenal. So good, this scene. So, so good. Can't stress that enough. Don't go just watch this scene if you haven't seen the movie. Go watch the movie. <laughs> but look out for this one because it's so good. Gran and Malcolm are in one car behind the kids and that lawyer. The lawyer runs out. We all know what happens to him. Right. The kids are in there, and they go through a very traumatic oh experience God. with it's this horrifying. T-Rex. Okay? Yeah. And Grant and Malcolm, for the most part, are watching this go down. Okay, uh-huh. these there's oh, they know there's two kids in there. Well, they're not their kids. Yeah, they're not their kids, but they are kids. Well, especially because Malcolm had just went on a rant earlier in the movie in that car about how much he loves kids. That's yeah. true. And then he's legit just sitting there like, oh, that sucks. He also says, by the way, I'm always looking out for the next ex, Mrs. Mrs. Malcolm. Oh, it's so funny. So yeah, not he's the best. Real. Oh, can we talk about that quickly though about the <laughs> relationship because. Are Grant and Sattler, they're not they're dating. They're, they're married? Yeah. I don't know about married. They, they married? don't specify that, but because they're together. Malcolm Goldblum's d- d- directly hitting on yep. Sattler yeah. right in and front she, of Grant. And she seems like kind of into it. Like yeah, She has some exactly. looks of like, okay, and you're Grant's cute. Just like, wah, wah. I mean, hey, uh, that's my wife, actually. Like, Or, hey, I'm sleeping he with her. He does say well, at one point. He, he my asks, girlfriend? Malcolm asks him. Mac, yeah, yeah. She, he's he's like, says, oh, like, hey, well, are you and uh, Dr. Sattler? And Grant like kind of looks at him and goes, mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, sorry. Like, yeah, it gets covered. But, yeah, but not like very they're well. dating, but not married. But like maybe mid flirt, you'd be like, hey, by the way, buddy, uh, back up. Yeah, it's property of. I feel me. like while he's flirting with her in that first uh, when they the first meet, they're like holding hands and stuff. Yeah, I know he's looking at her ring. He's like talking to touching his fingers. It's very, <laughs> very intimate. Yeah, mm-hmm. and by the way, also such a strange intro to his character, Ian Malcolm. He says some really weird stuff off the top yeah. when you meet him, and he's already I don't know. He just like looks weird and out of place with a leather jacket, and like, and then he starts. He kind of like purrs at her, like <laughs> like his second line is just him going like. Argh. It was the creepiest yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so gross. It's very. Strange. Yeah. 
whatever. I, I had more points on why Dr. Grant is a huge asshole here for not saving these children. And then basically taking, I don't remember the kids' names. I don't know if you guys do. But he takes the- Timmy and Lex. Thank you so wow. much. I remember Timmy, but I couldn't remember Lex. So he takes Lex and saves her. And then they start climbing down via rope uh, you know, to escape. And Timmy's just left in the car. So at that point- he decides he's going to go save them, but then only saves one and starts to escape. And he's left in the car, which then gets toppled over into <laughs> a huge hole. That the Tyrannosaurus just walked across? Yeah, that he just, yeah, basically skipped across. Yeah. That's true. Um, so I don't know. It just feels like he at some point was just like, well, I'll save them, but uh, the kid's going to die. That kid's dead to me. He did try to get Timmy out and his feet were stuck under the, yeah. the yeah. car seat. But, and then the Tyrannosaur came back, and then we had the, the vision thing and all of that. Right, um, right, right. But he did not jump into saving them very quickly. Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about that that you brought up for one second. Mm-hmm. Is that realistic? That No, there's no evidence for that. No evidence for that? What about, are there, there's got to be like a bear or, you know, there's like, right? Well, so the book kind of gets at this a little bit better. So this goes back to the issue of they spliced... Uh, the gaps in the DNA. Remember mm-hmm. Mr. DNA? Right. With frogs? Lead? Yeah, with said? frogs. Mm-hmm. So there, 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 is, there is some truth to the fact that frogs have vision-based or movement-based vision. Mm-hmm. They do see things better if they move, and that's what they go for okay. in terms of prey capture. They can't. It's not that they are blind to things that are stationary. So it's not that big of a, it's not that okay. big of a problem. It's yeah. just they see things that move more, more frequently. Mm. Um, and so the idea that the book developed a little bit better is that some of these froggish traits, also like spontaneously changing from female to male, uh-huh. come from the amphibian DNA. So it was actually used as a – in the book, it was developed more as a mechanism to get at these specific plot points. Right. The movie sort of glossed over that. Yeah. Um, there isn't really much evidence – for how well tyrannosaurs could see. There is some you can get some information about whether or not or how much binocular vision they had from the orientation of their eye sockets. But remember we don't have any soft tissue. Um, so there's really not a whole lot we can say concretely. My problem with that scene is not that they came up with this interesting behavior in this dinosaur. Maybe maybe it could have. We don't have any evidence. My problem is that Grant stated so firmly. He can't see us. He can't see you move. if you don't move. We don't know that. Grant wouldn't know that. He can't and see any you scientist, don't move. any paleontologist should know we don't know that. Like I'm not going to risk this girl's life with this very factual statement about this dinosaur. Like that's that's really not how paleontology works. You know, you can come up with these great hypotheses. Yeah. Um I would have loved but when it. You're actually, they just got eaten. Right? Yeah, he said that and they just yeah. <laughs> Also, they could still smell, by the way. There are other senses than sight. Mm -hmm. So when you're right by the T-Rex's nostril, it's a predator. Yeah. probably would know you were there. Okay. Man. Super predator. Hillary Clinton would call it a super predator. Yeah. Uh, My problem with that that, uh, whole scene is that the kid doesn't die. How does Timmy survive this movie? Whoa. Timmy is charmed he throughout is, this movie. Timmy yep. is like he trampled. Gets blasted off a fence. Yes. Oh, man. He's blasted. But he's also like crushed in that car the first time. Then the car's flying into the tree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That doesn't kill him. Nope. And then not even a concussion, not even out. Yeah. Not even out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then barfed. he gets blasted off the bar 10,000 yeah. volts. It almost seems ridiculous when he finds him and he's like, quiet like he wasn't yelling out to dr grant i'm alive i'm here in the car mm-hmm. come help me nothing there was nothing he was saying he finally sees him and he goes timmy you're okay are you all right because he's clearly awake he's just yeah. saying he's just sitting there and he tells him like i barfed he's like, oh yeah he's all embarrassed like, that he peed, barfed or i peed my pants yeah he barfed that's what yeah and he's like i'm not gonna tell anyone that you barfed which i get it. it's like I a saw cute- that as the kid being in shock moreover like he just right. couldn't handle 
his system couldn't deal with everything he just experienced. But I used so to barf for fun as a kid. Like barfing's <laughs> not even that big. Like, oh, Scott, you're a rare human. Pooping your pants or peeing yourself, that's a different thing. Yeah, barfing that's is bad. cool. Barfing's cool. <laughs> you heard it here first. Barfing is cool. Uh, yeah, Timmy is very lucky in this yes. film. We can all agree. Well, they're all lucky, I guess, for surviving these dinosaur attacks. But Timmy in particular. But Timmy should have been dead in, in, in scene one. There you go. <laughs> so let's do a re-release if anyone's yeah. uh, listening there at uh, Universal of just Timmy dying straight up. Right when he's introduced, by the way, which is he out of nowhere. falls over. <laughs> yeah. oh, trips over no, the stairs. Timmy. <laughs> that actually goes to my other point about the whole thing. Like, how come all these characters aren't constantly crying throughout the trauma? Oh, yeah. Like, at the, at the, at the end of the movie, for example, mm-hmm. they're all just kind of like, okay, we got out. But a bunch of people died. Yep. This horrible thing happened. Like they're all just sort of collected. Yeah, and yeah. Calm about that's a, that's a, that is. I feel like a trope of hysterical. a lot of I think these. A lot of action movies do yeah. that. They just like, forget just about all the cops who all, all died trying to save. And that these whoever. are normal people going into it. These are not they're normal people. They're Navy not. SEALs or whatever. You know. Right. <laughs> I want to see a movie, an action movie, where like everyone's just constantly in hysterics and they just can't even get words out. They're yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just hate the guy. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. What like, the fuck are we doing? Guys, here? Lex is losing it. We got to get out of here. Like, yeah. No, it's true. You're right, Scott. You have any more gripes with the film you want to get out? Um, I want to. I wanted to see more Wayne Wayne Knight. Oh yeah, more Wayne Knight would have been nice. It's it's funny how there there's a good scene the first time we meet him where he's on the beach and he's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, that whole thing. Very strange. Yeah. And he's like almost bipolar in that scene. He's like he gets really giddy and childlike when he shows mm-hmm. him the yeah the like, shaving cream bottle. Yeah, and he's like, oh my god, you guys thought of it. He's like laughing hysterically, and then on a dime is just, you better be there at the docks. When I'm ready to go. Yeah. And also, like, this guy, like, this whole big plot point to steal the thing, mm-hmm. isn't he getting paid enough, like, to work at this thing? I, I, that's what he says. He's like, you don't pay me enough. Right. How yeah. are they not paying these guys enough? This is the, well, they this spared the, no expense except for yeah, Nedrick. Yeah, we spared no expense except for the guys the running guy the park. The running all of it. In charge yeah. of all everything. of the automation. Great call. And well, where's his background check? I mean, it adds suspense, but I wonder if we need it. Does that make sense? Like, I'm sure it's a big part of the book and stuff, but I think the movie would have been very suspenseful regardless of, like, well, they, there could have just been an error of, you right. know. Oh, I see, yeah. You, like, the, the, yeah, the power the could have gone out. shuts down, right, because they're right. in the infantile storm. stage. Yeah. Yeah. Knocks it out. But instead, we follow this guy's thing, and, you know. It's like I industrial it. espionage subplot. <laughs> right. And by the way, is this in the book? Because I didn't read yes. the book. Yes, But the, uh, the, the, I don't know what to call this, but, like, the, the, where they run everything, the where the Samuel Jackson is. Yeah. Why is it at the other side of the yeah, park? Yeah. The why is it at room? the other side of the park? By I don't the way, know, location wise, why it's there? But I, I it's so dark and it's so oh. gritty, yeah. right? No, it just know. feels like an enemy's base, right? Which yeah. maybe they're trying to say something about like, you know, big corporations and how there's always something shady running them. I kind of got that vibe from it, but it just seemed like. They spared no expense. They say that like nine times in the movie. <laughs> so the control room should be like a NASA, you know, a control center. It should be like cost, super legit. Yeah, it must have cost billions of dollars to put this thing together. Yeah. The dinosaurs. and They put this weird like conference room. They like <laughs> repurposed a conference room to have like four desks in it. And that's where they run the whole park. It's like three guys. Crazy. Can I just say one more thing? Yeah. I know we're, we're probably cutting all this out. But uh, <laughs> I barely cut stuff, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> so, like, there are a few points in the movie where I was thinking, and again, when I was a kid watching this, did not recall any of this. But yeah. a few moments where I'm like, oh, this is going to factor into something later important. Even the t- Triceratops being sick. And they're like, yeah, it's mysteriously they've gotten sick. And I was thinking, mm. I was trying to remember, I'm like, oh, is that what the downfall is? They all got sick from some virus oh. that they couldn't account for. And yeah. that's why that's why the park fails. But no, there was like no other mention of the like, dinosaur got sick. And but they, but they took a whole moment there. They're like, yeah, hmm, how did he get sick? What's going on? 
and then nothing. And then yeah. the, the, the whole changing sex. And he finds mm-hmm. the eggs. Like, right. So there is a male. So it's like, okay, who gives a shit? And again, that had nothing. <laughs> we that still had have no to, bearing. We still yeah. got to get out of right? here. That had no bearing on the rest of the movie. That, that there's a sex change. That they are creating. Uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're breeding captivity. Like, it makes it scarier. Well, but It does make it scarier, especially so when they find the nest and then those little two-toed tracks, those, mm-hmm. are, those are supposed to be baby velociraptors. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that we don't just have those specific number of raptors in that one scary pen with the dead cow mm-hmm. we have baby raptors potentially growing up and running wild unaccounted among, apart for. yeah you know, could be wherever, anywhere you know they could be anywhere yeah. in the book it was much more developed it was much more like and so was the triceratops thing could, um, yeah that must be it just got must shortened be. for it the must movie be I because think. yeah because that would be because if they're because if they're a control this part they know exactly which how many dinosaurs are in there mm-hmm. then that would be like oh yeah. no that was the thing they didn't the they didn't know they didn't know how many dinosaurs there were they thought there were X number of dinosaurs that they had created in the lab and then come to find out there's actually way, way more. There's like hundreds of them running around because right. they never go out in the park themselves. They run it all from that <laughs> command room. So they never go out or like, hey, maybe we should do a survey. Yeah, all three and, like, of them running from the count. command room. A tag, a tag, yeah. and tag them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it was also weird that they decided to split up without talking about it at all when they find the Triceratops. And she says, yeah, you know, it could be because of the, this, this mm-hmm. plant that they're eating. It's like poisonous. So I'm going to stay here with the Triceratops <laughs> This yeah. one veterinarian, dinosaur yeah, veterinarian, yeah. Uh, while you just go off and ah, I'll meet you later. It's like, <laughs> this isn't a mall. This yeah. is Jurassic I'll Park. You, you have no idea what's going on. There's dinosaurs all over the place. You're just going to hang out with this random dude you just met. She's so invested in it all of a sudden. And again, she's a paleobotanist. She deals with plants. <laughs> well, but that, in the book, that was why she was so intrigued, is because oh. it was plant poisoning. Right. And so in the book, yeah. it actually made sense that she she wasn't studying the Triceratops as a vet. She was studying it as the symptoms of plant poisoning. They just didn't that makes sense. really stretch that. And they didn't the find any in the poop, though. No, actually, in the, in the book, it was because there were um, gastroliths. So uh, bir- some birds swallow little stones to help them aid digestion. There's evidence that some dinosaurs did that as well. And mm. so it's one of these hypotheses that we come up with. Um, and so in the book, that was what played into it they were they were taking in these gastroliths although i think it wasn't triceratops i think they were stegosaurs in the book but whatever um and when they took the gastroliths every six months or so six weeks whatever um they would get west indian lilac berries that would make them six every sick every six weeks whoa so it was actually explained really well in the book it was actually one of my favorite parts of the book um that sort of balancing of studying (laughs) i know right completely (laughs) but yeah but anyway so it was one of those things that got cut out of the movie all right great well before scott insults our guest anymore let's take a break (laughs) he'll cool out he'll take a walk he's wearing his hawaiian shirt i figured he'd be a little more chill today (laughs) i need some chilean sea bass (laughs) (laughs) all right bring in the chilean sea bass we'll all eat and then uh, we'll be back uh right here on bad science chill the break is over here we go back to the show about science okay we are back and so we're gonna get into the hard science by playing a game what better way to get in you look freaked out a little bit okay don't be scared nothing we're all gonna be (laughs) safe uh so we play a game here called carl say again carl say again and in all of these films that we talk about, there's always a scientist or someone in the movie who's just spewing off some complicated stuff that the audience never understands. And so I like to play those clips and have the scientists explain it for us a little bit. So let's hear our first clip. This fossilized tree sap, which we call amber, waited for millions of years with the mosquito inside until Jurassic Park scientists came along. Using sophisticated techniques, they extract the preserved blood from the mosquito and, bingo, 
Dino DNA. It's full of holes. Now that's where our geneticists take over. Thinking machine supercomputers and gene sequencers break down the strand in minutes. We use the complete DNA of a frog to fill in the holes and complete the code. Now we can make a baby dinosaur. A baby a dinosaur. dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Colonel Sanders doing the V over this. <laughs> yeah, Sophisticated, <laughs> preserved. I love the, the southern lilt to that. There's so much about that part that's great. Yes. Right? Which, it is, yeah. That's genius move. I don't know whose decision it it's was. It's the best way to break down something highly technical to anybody. Brilliant. And yeah. I, also, yeah. a scene I completely forgot about. Really? Five years later. Oh, really? I, had, I completely had no recollection of that. I was waiting oh, for Mr. that. Oh, Mr. DNA was one of my favorite parts of that. Oh. Like, that was so cool. So cool. In a really, really dorky, childish way. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's still cool. I feel like if you don't think that's cool, yeah. something's up with your brain. But he, like, locks them in. Yeah, that's yeah. Right, right. Watching a video, yeah. you'd be locked into this. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, why be locked in? Oh, my God. They have the same type of rides at Disney and stuff where you're just watching something, have Hall of Presidents or something. Yeah. There's no reason to be locked no. in. That thing moves. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, so we're talking about DNA. We're talking about filling in the gaps. We kind of mentioned it before with the right. frogs. Um, but, yeah, what, I mean, is this at all a possibility? Does this make no, sense? It's, it's not. Um, right. The problem with DNA. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. Good show. Hey, that, great job, guys. Yeah, Thank you so no, much for being here. <laughs> we're done. Um, so the problem with dinosaur DNA is how old it is. So we're talking minimum 66 million years old, unless you're talking about modern birds, of course. But for the the non-avian extinct dinosaurs, at least 66 million years old. The oldest DNA that we've been able to successfully sequence to date is about a million years old. Wow. Still a lot more than I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's from a horse. Um, We have have one million year old horse DNA. 700,000 is the the Let's round up. So yeah, we're just going to round it to a million. Million sounds good. (laughs) Um, So that's that's where we actually are in terms of sequencing. Um, And the problem, and and they do get at this a bit, is that you do DNA decays, and so you end up with all these little fragments. We don't have any fragments of dinosaur, of extinct dinosaur DNA, even. We don't even have fragments. So it's gone. It's too old. Mm. Um, There has been some research uh, where there have been some proteins that have been proposed to have been extracted from fossils. Um, There's research continuing on whether or not that's what they actually are. But so that's. That's the level we're at. DNA is not. Well, what about happen. what about you Mosquitoes. know the right amber storing them um, in amber? So we have some amazing specimens of insects in amber. Lots of them. Uh, Was that you don't? When, when did the when do we discover those? Oh, I don't really. I don't know the dates on the history of. Take a guess. I won't check. A, a long time. <laughs> a long time. We've known about them for a long time. A long time. That's People all making I needed. jewelry out of them and putting them yeah. in museums and amber. things. So this, oh, that's cool. not a new thing. Okay. And three eleven's um, been writing songs about it. Exactly. <laughs> that gets stuck in your head. Thanks for that. Yeah. No problem. Um, but yeah, so the thing is, people thought for a long time that maybe amber would be the best place to find this good DNA sure. preserved, but it's not. Even in amber, it still decays. Huh. So it's just, it's, it's 66 million years is an get, insane amount of time. Can you get anything out of the amber mosquito, like blood or like stuff you can... No, no, no. no. It's, it, they're, they're fossilized. It's not, there are not, mm. there's no uh, molecular sort of Dang. evidence that we've been able to find yet. Okay, what about using modern technology to store DNA? Can we do that for millions of years? You mean to be used a million years in the future? Correct. Um, so right now we don't have that technology. So the best we've done, let's talk about the best we've done in terms of de-extinction. I love it. Um, the best we've done would be the gastric brooding frog. So they went extinct um, in the 1980s. So wait, hold on a second. <laughs> the best we've done is a frog. It's, a, <laughs> it's well, not and, us. Oh no, we're, we're, get, 
it does. It's not even like a whole frog. Um, So they went extinct in the 1980s, but people had stored tissue samples. So as you know, sequencing became, you know, more prevalent and this sort of like genetic engineering became more of a thing. Um, I think in 2013 was when this happened. Uh, They were able to successfully uh, clone embryos from these gastric brooding frogs that were now extinct. Okay. The embryos lasted a few days and then they died. Whoa. Mm. That's our success story. Damn. What a scary day for the scientists, right? They're like so hyped up. Bringing still, back this frog from the extinction, and then the thing dies a couple days later. Well, the, yeah, they they didn't even make it to the to the tadpole stage. Like they, the Whoa. embryos died. Like they did not develop fully. But that is still an amazing accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Like okay, so now we don't have baby gastric brooding frogs, but we were able to clone an extinct organism to an embryo. Incredible. That's pretty. Yeah, it's amazing. That's pretty crazy. So, Why'd they die? You know, I don't. I don't know. Something wrong with okay. the with the cellular signaling. But guys, look up that study. The abortionists working out there. You know, <laughs> yeah. total. I mean, this is a major scandal. Yeah, they Pro-lifers shut the whole thing were down. Protesting. Yeah, they, yeah. I think they bombed the clinic where they were doing this. Weren't they? Yeah, they probably bombed. Peter was bombed really that. angry. I remember this. They yeah. bombed those frogs. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so the, so the problem with is not that cloning is not a thing. The problem is that dinosaur DNA, extinct dinosaur DNA, is just too old. And we can't, like, whatever, use some sort of hyper-freezing, I just made up that term, to uh, save our own DNA or save... Because, you know, people... So and, who's going to be around to clone it? I have no idea. I just feel like if if we had that technology a long time ago, then maybe we could bring back stuff that was extinct already. Like, all these animals have been going extinct mm-hmm. every year, right? Right. Which, you know, everyone should be aware of. Oh, absolutely. Okay. We're losing species. Yeah. Yes. Let's get that across. I've, this is not me saying it. Schmuck Ethan and schmuck Scott. No offense, Scott. None taken. Paleontologist Alyssa Bell here. Oh, yes. We're losing species. Yes. We are, we are losing species at a dramatic rate. Dramatic rate. So all I'm asking is mm-hmm. if there's a way to store their DNA for whatever future humans. So there, there are tissue banks. Um, I think the San Diego Museum actually has one of the one of the larger ones. So that is, we are definitely doing that. Like even okay. back in the eighties, people were storing tissue from this gastric brooding frog. Okay, even though so we still sure have exactly it. We, it's just not. We don't know how to do it yet. Yeah, we're just not at the. We just don't have the ability to. Cloning is not there yet. Okay, but it might get there. Okay, so if you're listening and you are, let's say, a professional NFL player or a professional MLB player. They should all get together in like a union and just decide, okay, from now on, 10% of our uh, salaries are going to try to bring back these animals. So that makes sense. Yeah. Well, except for the fact that 10% of their salaries might bring back a handful of individuals. Okay. But maybe 10% of their salaries could save dozens Ooh. of already existing species. Okay, right. cool. I don't know why, by the way, I just pointed out athletes. I, I'm, I just figured that's... Any, any rich person's salary. Right. They make a lot of money, I so I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Elon Musk. So there, there really are some yeah. ethical implications that you have to think about in terms of we have finite resources. Mm-hmm. Do we want to bring back a baby gastric brooding frog that would then be one of maybe three or four individuals and could not sustain an ecological population? Or do we want to work on saving... The sloth bear of Sri Lanka. Exactly. That's an endangered species, I suppose. Or or any of the the thousands of endangered species out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, So it really is a question of of sort of resource Mm. management at that level. I would vote both if I had a vote, if if we can do both. There are lots of resources out there. We just have to get them directed to the right things, I think. Have scientists been able to um, sequence Kendrick Lamar's DNA? (laughs) 
to uh, find out that if he does could, have yes. loyalty and so royalty. You can go now. get your DNA sequenced if you have the money and you want to do that. So yes, uh, you should talk to Kendrick about that. And also, why are you doubting that he has loyalty in his DNA? Well, he's I feel claiming like it. that's a proof. Yeah, but it's, he sounds so convincing. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty. <laughs> okay, let's check out the next uh, Carl Sagan. How do, how do you interrupt the cellular mitosis? Can we see the unfertilized eggs? Oh, chocolate, chocolate. Okay, really short one there. Cellular, what, what'd she say? Cellular mitosis. Mitosis. How do you skip that? What, what was he asking? Interrupt it? I'm not really clear on why you would want to interrupt it. Okay. I don't really know. That was like know. his first thought. Yeah. <laughs> well, like. I, I, know, I, think, I think what he's talking about is the experience of watching the... Cellular mitosis was interrupted, right? Weren't they moving away? They were sitting in the well, thing. Well, he, he said, all of a sudden they started you, moving. How do you interrupt like they would need to? And I'm not really clear on why he thinks they would need to interrupt it. So mitosis is just how a cell divides. That's all it is. Right. Um, I don't really know why you would want to interrupt that to begin with. Like, I'm not really clear on yeah. what he thinks they're doing. Okay. Yeah, it seemed to me like one of those lines where it's yeah, just I don't, I don't know about weird mitosis. Like, he's mitosis. a science guy. Here's a science word. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to say a science word now. Science word. They know what they're talking about. That baby dinosaur being born was freaking awesome, though. It was yeah. really adorable. That was so cool. Also kind of bloody for me. Yeah. Is that mine the only one? But just felt like he came, It was messy. We're talking about the Velociraptor thing, was, right? Coming out. That was out. the baby T-Rex, wasn't it? A baby oh, baby T-Rex? T-Rex, was it? No, was no. In the, you mean, you mean the when egg. they like broke? Yeah, no, no, that was a Velociraptor. Oh, yeah. Was, little yeah. Velociraptor. And uh, I don't know. It just seemed, it seemed like so there was. so tiny. It was like weird, bloody. It was, it was it's messy. It's crazy that all dinosaurs came out of eggs. Yes. Oh. That is nuts. Yes. Dinosaurs were tiny when they were babies. Unbelievable. Oh, little cute. Like even a Brachiosaurus. Even the Brachiosaurus. But how do they get that big? That's that's an amazing question, and that's something that scientists, paleontologists work on all the time: is how fast. Like, no, they but must honestly, have grown. yeah, and, and how could like a mother and father brachiosaurus? They could step on it; they're so mm-hmm. small. Yeah, and we have evidence, especially from sauropods, those big those big brachiosaur type things um, from Argentina, that they actually nested together in massive groups and would return to the same nesting site over a period of years. Um, it's a site called Acamoevo. Um, it's it's incredible. Just. <laughs> Nests everywhere. So if you're visiting Argentina sometime soon, head to Patagonia. Head to, head to Patagonia. That's right. You should start a Sora podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Hey, I don't need any competitions, okay, guys. <laughs> I'm really surprised that's not a thing. <laughs> um, okay, so can we go back? I want to talk about the Badlands and just mm. what happened there, if you know, or if you've been there, or if that is yeah. like a famous site. So Badlands is just a general term to refer to that sort of erosional feature of any time you get like lots of water eroding into sort of sedimentary rocks. So you, you find Badlands all over. Oh, uh, Badlands National Park in South Dakota is probably one of the more famous ones. There's mm. lots of cool fossils there too, but mammals, not dinosaurs. Okay, already something I didn't know. There's multiple badlands. They're all over, yeah. So, And okay. they're, they're great places to find fossils. So anytime you get water eroding into the right age of rock, they will exp- the water will expose fossils. So over time, um, they'll be there. And if you walk around and stare at the ground long enough, and you're lucky enough, you will, you will walk across them. You will find them. <laughs> is that your job? Dream. That is my job. That is what job. I do. Yes, so that is what paleontologists do. We spend a lot of time walking around in the desert, staring at the ground, wow, and hoping that the tiny little piece of bone we find turns out to be something cool. And how often does that happen? Oh, oh not, not super often. No. So for every, for every one piece of bone you find um, there's, that's worth something or in terms of research, there are dozens that you walk across that are like, well, that's a tiny fragment of something. We call them things like crapulas. Um, we're, we're really clever. Paleontologists. <laughs> I like that. Crapula. Yeah. That's another crapula. Yep, it's a crapula. <laughs> the uh, Latin term for it. It is, yes. It's been a month and all we got is this crapula. Yeah. But every now and then you find something amazing. But you say that value, it's also like cash money value, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what can I get on eBay for like a brontosaurus femur? 
Well, you, you get my unending hatred. That's what you would get. Really? For, that. Yeah. for selling it and not giving it to a museum? Yeah. Yeah. I, it, this is my personal opinion. I know lots of people disagree with me, but, but I really feel like uh, these are treasures that mm-hmm. belong yeah. to humanity. That are worth that they shit do tons not. of money. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's, that's true. But that's a recent phenomena. So mm. they didn't used to be worth nearly what they are now. So Sue, the Tyrannosaur at the Field Museum, was one of the first ones that really caught the public attention as being auctioned off to the highest bidder. We were really lucky that McDonald's and Disney and uh, maybe some other companies got together Mm. and purchased Sue so that she would go to the Field Museum and not to some rich dude. So, um, Alyssa, you got keys to this museum? It's open to the public. Yeah, but I'm talking... You can just, like, walk in and see it. I'm talking after hours. (laughs) Um, Yes, I have keys to the Natural History Museum in L.A. Very interesting. Ocean's Nine. Yeah. Well, yeah, Ocean's if Three. Guys, if you guys want Ocean's a tour, three. you should There's come three by. There's three of us. Maybe we can get Brett and Megan involved here. Five-person crew. Ocean's Five. How much money are we talking about? What's the take? Well, yeah, what's the cut? Yeah, what's my cut? <laughs> well, I think you should also factor in the money for the lawyers and your bail money after you get caught, because that's not No, no, cool. no. That's Scott's job, to figure out <laughs> okay. that we don't get caught. Ooh. Yeah, no. <laughs> my dad's not, a lawyer. No, no, <laughs> no, that means we're caught. <laughs> um, okay, so... Badlands all over the place. Yes. There's, I guess, one in Montana. Or is that there not significant? There are tons in Montana, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so actually, the the tyrannosaur, one of the main tyrannosaurs we have at the Natural History Museum, Thomas, uh, we excavated him in Montana over the course of three summers from Badlands around a town called Ikalaka. Wow. Um, yeah. So, no, the 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 setting, everything like that is, is very accurate. Um, the completeness of the velociraptor lying perfectly in the ground mm-hmm. waiting for them still articulated not so much that was ridiculous yeah that's kind of ridiculous okay there have been specimens found like that Mm -hmm. they are definitely a rarity yeah um what what about the radar they use to get it because they (laughs) no we don't use ground penetrating radar (laughs) it was it was i thought so cool it looks really cool they like it like like explode something Mm -hmm. they like launch something into the ground and that's what gives them so that's totally fabricated we, we don't do that what? Yeah. Where did no, they come we walked, up with this? I don't know where they came up with that. Uh, I mean... There's so much about this movie that I did not realize was was total BS. I think they just <laughs> wanted the it dinosaurs. to look like techni- techie. Yeah. Paleo is not a techie field in the... Like, field work is not very technologically advanced. Okay. We still do it the same way, almost the same way they did 100 years ago. Toothbrushes. And we have cars instead of, like, horses now. That's our, yeah. that's our big well, That's update. a good change. Um, it is. It mm-hmm. is. Um, we use power tools on occasion instead of just pickaxes, but we still use pickaxes, too. Cool. So in, in that sense, field work is still very... Um, when you're out in the field, because I, you, I mentioned at some point you work with a jackhammer or yes. have... Yes, yes. Uh, but also just walking around the desert and yeah. stuff. Are you just communicating with your peers or do you listen to music? You listen to Seal? Ah, mm. uh, God, you caught me. Um, no, I <laughs> don't actually listen to Seal. <laughs> I, I listen to, to, no, I don't really listen to anything. Nothing? You don't listen to anything? At all. No. Um, oh, nothing intelligent. Yeah, it's, it's so basically. So it's a bunch of fart noises on loop. <laughs> wow. Really harsh. Um, <laughs> I'm no, just guessing. Uh, just general music or whatever. But I mean, a lot of times oh. too, we don't have electricity out there. Okay. You know, like we have a generator that we use at certain times, sure. but you don't you don't have cell reception often. But what about like a you know old school iPod or a, I don't know, Discman? 
What are we talking about? Well, runs on batteries. You know what I mean? Uh, no, actually, I, I do not listen to any sort of. Wow. Yeah, I don't. You're just out I there. Just, just go hiking. Just focused. Um, but also, yeah. there are some safety concerns where you need to be able to hear your radio in case oh. you're, you're usually by yourself or with maybe one other person. Oh, wow. So Because they had a whole team in the movie. Well, that's once you find something. Oh, okay. So when you're actually excavating something, we'll have a crew, like at the museum, our crew gets up to 30 people nice. um, at, our, at one of our quarries. But when you're just prospecting, when you're just trying to find the dinosaur, you just spread out and cover as much territory Incredible. as you can and That's walk around so and stare at the funny. Ground. It seems so primitive, no offense. Obviously no, this does. is your it entire does. life. But yeah. to get thirty people and say like, all right, so we're gonna look for dinosaurs. Yeah. Everybody walk in a different direction. Yeah, that's, everybody that's, look for dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. We look <laughs> one, at a, two, three, go. <laughs> First guy to get a dinosaur gets a prize at the end of the day. We actually we actually say things like that. <laughs> It just seems like an elementary yeah. school field trip. Yeah. Like, I got a case of beer. Who wants to go find a dinosaur bone? Like, we kind of oh, do so that. That's so funny. Unbelievable. And you get paid for this. I get paid for this, yes. It's like a dream per job. hour? Or is per it a hour? Oh, she's probably on salary. She works for the museum. Yeah. So it's a, it's a museum salary. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Can you oh. take me with you? We take lots of people with us. Let's if you go. Wanna, if you want to volunteer like, at the like museum, absolutely. Wish, honestly. Yeah, let's go do a... Uh, Excavation? I'm using the wrong word. Excavation? No, that's what we Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's go do an excavation together. Yeah. I would be so down, but I'm taking an iPod or something. Yeah, for Okay, sure. you, you can do that. <laughs> no, I want the real deal experience. I'll go and have <laughs> a radio. I'm not saying no one does. I'm just saying I personally don't. <laughs> oh, okay. So other people are <laughs> Other people out. might. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Um, what was I going to ask about? I was going to ask about the era, Mesozoic era, um, if you could take us through. I know there's Triassic, Jurassic. Mm-hmm. Cretaceous, Cretaceous yeah. and I say I know as I'm reading this off a of paper. So everyone out there, that's, somebody put it on the paper, so that's good. No, that was me. See, but, there you go. Research. <laughs> it was copy paste. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I was interested because it says that in the Triassic there was no grass, there was no flowering plants. We didn't have that yet. Yeah, and then it came to be a little bit later. Yeah, so so grasses um, grasses evolved uh, after the dinosaurs. Um, angiosperms, so flowering plants, showed up. Kind of towards the end of the dinosaur era. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, so it was a very, very different world, um, especially the Triassic. So that's the very beginning of the dinosaur era. Mm-hmm. Um, How long ago was this? Uh, started about 250 million years ago. And then Triassic lasted until like 200 million years ago. So that the world was recovering from the worst mass extinction event that, we've, that we have documented. So mm-hmm. it was the, the in Permian extinction. Um, so, and that was a huge hit. Yeah. Like, almost everything went extinct. Like, pretty much if you were alive back then, you wouldn't have made it. Like During the impermian? At the, at the end of the Permian, Permian time period. Time period. Think everything got knocked out. Wow. Um, asteroid. No, not an asteroid, Ice actually. age? No. Um, no, so there's some Should evidence. we keep guessing? Yeah, please. More. <laughs> what do you no, got? I don't know. <laughs> uh, food shortage? Spanish flu. <laughs> yes. How did you know that? That's like cutting-edge research. No. Um, so volcan- volcanism, like Whoa. wide-scale uh, global— eruptions? Yes. Wow. So the Siberian traps were, were erupting. So for, a seri- for uh, hundreds of thousands traps. of years, this enormous magmatic province was just leaking out all over— uh, Russia basically. and everything was like together, right? Like Pangaea wasn't at that time everything more close. Yes. So the dinosaur era is when we see Pangaea start to break up and gotcha. things start to drift to where they are today. So by the end of the Cretaceous, things looked familiar in terms of the map. Cool. But at the beginning, they didn't. Mm. Um, but yeah, and so that just inputted input so much junk into the atmosphere um, that that uh, changed sea level chemistry. So there were lots of problems with that. The climate would have changed. Wow. Um, huge problems both on land and in the water. And that that's of, killed everything. That's how we. That's what we think led to that extinction event. So the dinosaurs represent one of the few lineages that survived. 
And they just, they went nuts in the Triassic. Like they just took over all of this eco space that was now open. They diversified into these amazing groups and then through the Jurassic and then into the Cretaceous, they continued to doing so. Um, At the end of Cretaceous, obviously we get the, the asteroid impact that got rid of the dinosaurs, except for the birds. Wow. And so modern dinosaurs are the birds that made it across that. What about like segment. turtles and stuff and snakes? Wasn't that? Oh yeah, no, they made it across too, but they're not they're not dinosaurs. Um, so they're like they were side just branches. around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So kind of like s- they're not mammals either. They're just their own their own group. Wow. Not a single dinosaur besides the birds, birds made it. Birds are the only dinosaurs that made it across, and not all birds. So there were a, a huge diversity of birds oh, yeah. uh, by the late Cretaceous. Uh, pterodactyls they, and big, huge—they're they're not birds. They're not. No, no, pterodactyls, uh, pterosaurs, pterosaurs are uh, flying reptiles, basically. So they're not even dinosaurs. Um, they're just a side group, and they what? also went extinct. Flying reptiles? Yes. What else is like that? Is there anything else? What's uh, a flying so- reptile? Pterosaurs. That's it. No. So they got extinct. They got extinct and now completely. we just don't have we don't, those. We don't have them anymore. Yes, they're gone. Bring them back. Yeah. Bring them back. Yep. Wow. Yep. Okay. I want to see one of those so bad, dude. They would be pretty amazing. Well, they got you huge can too. Watch Jurassic World, the new Jurassic World. What's it called? Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> dum dum dum. You should do the voice of the for the trailer. It's like a quite Fallen Kingdom, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I hope that's right. I kind of just guessed. Um, no, she oh, is right. Go it. see Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. I know I'm going to go watch it uh, to hopefully see a Tyrannus. I don't know what I've. Uh, what pterosaur. Pterosaur. Mm-hmm. Thank you. What's the difference between the pterodactyl and the pterosaur? Because pterodactyl is like the more famous one. Well, oh, so pterosaur is just the, is the name of the larger group. Larger oh. Group. So there's lots of different types. Got you. There's pterodactyl and, and pteranodon. didn't and, make it. Nope, they all went extinct. Why would they not make it and then, you that's know. That's a great question. Thank and you. we don't really know the answer to that. Hmm. So that's one of the interesting things about the in Cretaceous extinction event is that you see so many things going extinct, mm-hmm. but you also see so many things making it across. Like modern birds, like crocodiles, like snakes and turtles, and lots of marine life. Yeah, why all these? Big yeah, guys? the selectivity of the in Cretaceous extinction event is really fascinating. It's a huge mystery. Yes, we're still working on that. I'll it's like back a true you. crime podcast now. Exactly. Mm. How we're did this Collecting the evidence. My favorite we'll it extinctioner. <laughs> My favorite <laughs> extinctioner. You want to try this game? The rap. Yeah. So yeah. I have a, I have a game that I'm calling Velosa Rap Song. And what I've done here is I've remixed the Jurassic Park theme song, okay, to make it more of a hip-hop beat, if you will. And I've taken all of Ian Malcolm's famous quotes and arranged them into uh, rap lyrics, if you will. So I have not altered any of the dialogue, any of the quotes, and I would love for our, our very special guest here, Scott Rogowski, to, uh, to rap with me. Uh, this this beautiful song. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm a rapper. I know about your uh, rap history. I got, I got, I got, I got. <laughs> so let's do it. You did it, you crazy son of a bitch. You did it. That is one big pile, pile of shit. shit. If the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the pirates don't eat the tourists. God creates dinosaurs. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. And now I'm sitting here by myself talking to myself. That's chaos theory, baby. If there's one thing the history of evolution has taught us, it's that life will not be contained. Life breaks free. It expands to new territories and crashes through barriers. Painfully. Maybe even dangerously. But, uh, well, well, there it is. Whoop. There it is. Life will find a way. Life, life will find a way. Jurassic Park. Life will find a way. Life, life will find a way. We spared no expense. <laughs> Bring in the Chilean sea bass. My grandkids are out there. Timmy, Lex. 
you can uh, definitely hire Scott to be the next Hammond or whoever's running the park. I feel like you nailed that. Ah, yes. Dr. Hammond. <laughs> uh, great. Let's just get a round of applause for Scott wrapping that up for us. Before we go, is there anything you guys want to tell us about? You guys want to plug? Maybe you just found a huge uh, Triceratops in San Diego. <laughs> um, one thing I do want to say, it's easy to nitpick Jurassic Park. Like, it's easy to go through and, you know, pick apart every detail of every dinosaur and all the continuity errors, whatever. But, yeah. but what's important to remember is that this movie has amazing staying power. And so even today, it's still an incredible introduction to so many people, to science in yeah. general, but also to bigger ideas about de-extinction and about understanding and working with the world that we live in. And I think it's a phenomenal movie for that respect. So as fun as it is to sort of pick it up mm-hmm. and go through all these things, um, it is an amazing movie in a lot of ways. And but they may not have got the dinosaurs 100%, mm-hmm. but those are the best movie dinosaurs, and they remain the best movie dinosaurs I've ever seen, yeah. which in is quite 93. an accomplishment. Yeah. 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 What's your favorite dinosaur joke? <laughs> I don't, think, joke. I don't think I can. There's one from here. the movie Timmy Says, which is pretty good. Oh, uh, what do you call a blind dinosaur? Do you think he saw us? Boom. Do you think he saw? Do you yeah. think he saw us? Yeah, and then there's the That's one good. up joke. What do you call a blind dinosaur's dog? Do you think he saw us, Rex? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, Clever. Is he in the movie? I forgot. Yeah, he's yeah, sitting a, in the tree. A tree. It's a bonding part. moment. It's a re- yeah. It's a moment when he's stuck in the tree. No, 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 no. When they're in the tree later, when they sleep in the tree oh, overnight, geez. and they're having that like cute bonding, and Grant's like, "Oh, maybe kids aren't horrible after oh, all." That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a that's really development going on. That's really right. the moment he. It's so Steven Spielberg is the best, but yeah. he. It's the moment where he realizes, like, I kind of want kids. These are kind of my kids now. Right. I, I I feel protective yeah. of them. And then he has that claw, which he used to scare that other kid, and yeah, throws it away it's a moment spielberg so good i have goosebumps right now thinking about how good he is <laughs> again a scene they should have been just crying hysterically though throughout <laughs> it would have been a lot or witnessing all that trauma <laughs> yeah i guess more realistic but not as touching if they're all just right. yelling <laughs> sitting in this tree plus very dangerous dinosaurs all around them um scott anything going on obviously hq people can play yeah, twice HQ, a day twice a day download it's free we give up money mm-hmm. maybe we'll give out dinosaur bones That'd be a cool. I mean, a very expensive gift. We but. should we should we should ask questions, more questions about paleontology. You, sh- you, you need more paleo questions. I have not seen one yet on right. HQ. Whoa. I'm very disappointed right. by that. Calling you out. Make a note. Slack channel. There yeah. we go. Yep. Yeah. Put it in. Just to keep you know for the kids to inspire them. Make them science based for a day. Have science day once a week. Oh, that would week. be good. Science Saturday. Science HQ. That would be awesome. Thank you so much, Scott, for for being here, rapping with us. Uh, that was really fun. I'm be releasing an album. Later. <laughs> it's just you. Philosopher Rapping quotes. Okay, I got to thank these wonderful guests, Dr. Alyssa Bell and, of course, HQ Scott Rogowski, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. Big thanks, of course, to our production staff, Megan Bates, Sachin Medhecker, Brent Butler, Eric Jackowitz, and, of course, the executive park deucer, Brett Kushner. Want us to talk about your favorite movie? Send us an email, badscienceatseeker.com. It's that easy, badscienceatseeker.com. Let us know what you think of the show, of course. Rate and review. Give us five stars if you can. I feel like an Uber driver. But, yeah, five stars would help other people find out about the show, which helps us. And thanks for listening. See you next time. Science.